Let's just pray. Our gracious, loving God, we just give you thanks for the day. We give you thanks for your word. And Lord, we just pray that today, may your word speak fresh and new into our lives. May your Holy Spirit be upon us, opening up your word for us today. We pray this in your name. Amen. Now we are in our third week in our series called Bless, about how we love our neighbours, how we put this into real practical ways. Um, it, it's built on the foundation of, the, um, of, of a book by Dave and John Ferguson called Bless. And over the five weeks we are in this preaching series, we are going to be exploring five everyday ways that we can simply do uh, things that will help to bless our neighbours, help to show love to those around us. Um, we've, we've, in our first week, we, we started with beginning with prayer. Last week, we looked at how important it was to actually listen. And this week, we're going to delve into our next easy, practical, um, everyday activity that we can do that will show love to our neighbours. And it is as simple as this. Eat. So we're going to begin with prayer, we're going to listen, and we're going to eat. So let me kind of um, delve into this. And we'll, we'll put, we'll put um, the next slide up. Um, and I'll, I might bring up the remote control for me so I can control it. Um, and so what we'll do is we will actually look at how, when we bless our neighbours, we're invited to actually... Um, eat with our neighbours in the same way that Jesus ate with people. So I might just get you to jump onto the next two slides. I've got to log in here to get into it next month. That's fantastic. So what we're wanting to do is actually make a Jesus-shaped difference in our world. This is why we want to do this. So I'm going to kind of delve into the passage. But before I do that, what I want to do is actually explore and make a few comments about why we are doing this preaching series. And, you know, I don't know about you, but have you ever gone to church and done a preaching series? Oh, there you go. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> um, done a preaching series where you've listened to the series and you've gone, hey, isn't this fantastic? That's amazing. You know, I, I really wish that, uh, you know, this has become real and apparent in, in, in our life. And then you go and... You do whatever you do. You've listened to it, you're going, it's important and it makes no difference. What I want this preaching series to do, what, I, what my prayer is that it will actually bring a change in our lifestyle, change in our behaviour, change in the way we do things so that we may actually truly show the love of God to those around us. It's actually so that we, you know, we're living in a rapidly changing world you know, and I don't know about you, but our world has changed radically. Um, and over the last little while, change has only ever increased exponentially. You know, we've got AI, we've got all these different things happening, and we're just trying to come to terms. But yet, the call for us to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul and all our mind and to love our neighbour as ourselves is there and remains. And how do we do this in an ever-changing ever -changing world? You know, for here at Pittwater Uniting Church, I, I, I really pray that we will make a Jesus-shaped 
difference in our world, that that is actually what we are going to be doing as part of um, our, our preaching series. Um, and, and a part of this, I just want to remind you that um, the passage that you know, helps us do this is the, the question that was asked of Jesus. How do I have eternal life? How do I, how do I enter into the kingdom of heaven? How do I do this? And you'll, you'll notice that from Matthew's gospel, it is, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and, and, and greatest commandment. And the second is like this, to love your neighbour as yourself. And we know, we know what it means for us to love the God, our God with all of our heart, all our soul, all of our mind. But sometimes we wonder, how do we actually practically love our neighbour as ourselves? And so this series that we're doing is, is simple everyday things that we can, we can put into practice in our life. And I hope they become rhythms and patterns for us. You know, to pray specifically for our neighbours by name, you know, people around us, people that we engage with um, relationally, to pray for them by name. To actually have conversations with our neighbours, people around, and, and listen to them. To actually hear what they have to say, so that we may value them as well. And, and, and the next thing is to actually eat. To actually eat with our neighbours, eat with those people around us. Um, if, I was, if I was to ask you this question, if you were thinking about some of the, the, the important miracles, the important um, life-changing blessings that Jesus has done that is recorded in the Bible, what would be some of the things that would come out for you? Might it be, you know, some of the miracles, it might be walking on the water, it might be you know, um, healing a blind person, you know, life-changing. It might be some of the teaching he has. And, you know, the teaching is done and we, we take that on board and have that. Or it might be the fact that he died on the cross and rose again three days later and brings new life to all of the world, you know. But I, I, I guess you probably wouldn't have thought that eating was actually part of the life-changing blessing that Jesus might have had. But it, let, let, me, let me put it this for you. The eating with people was actually a central part, a central aspect of the ministry that Jesus did. The first miracle recorded um, was actually at a wedding banquet. It was turning water into wine. And what was Jesus doing there? He was there celebrating with, with the wedding couple at a banquet, eating. What do we also have recorded with feeding of the 5,000? The 4,000, we've got Jesus sitting down with his disciples at the Passover, which we have as the, the Eucharist, the Lord's Supper, the communion that we have here. Sharing with people over food was an integral part of the ministry of Jesus. So I want to, I want to put up on the screen again for you the passage that Ben just read for us from Matthew's Gospel, Matthew 9. Um, verses 9 through to 13, um, and it is the call of Matthew. So it's, it's the very beginning, and I want us to actually explore this passage for us today and delve into it a little bit. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and all of the disciples to his home as dinner guests along with many tax collectors and other disreputable, disreputable sinners. 
But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? And when Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want to show you mercy, I want to show you mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I've come to call those who think they are righteous, not to those that think they are righteous, but those who know that they are sinners. So Jesus here is, is coming to call those who are sinners. But this, this call of Matthew, one of the disciples, as a response to this invitation that Jesus has to come and follow, what does Matthew do? He invites Jesus, his disciples, and the people he had relational connections with to come and have a meal, to come and, and sit down and eat together. Matthew opened up his relational connections with the other tax collectors, other people within his sphere of influence, the people he knew, his neighbours, his friends, and shared his connection with Jesus over food. You know, there's a concept that I have that, 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 that really is, is important for us to kind of understand here. And the, the concept of biblical hospitality most people know what hospitality is. Do people know what hospitality Yeah? Yeah? You, who knows? Fantastic. Good. You know what hospitality is? The concept of biblical hospitality pushes it a little bit further, and, and I'll put it on the screen. If, you, if you're taking notes on the church app and stuff, it's there as well. See, the principle of biblical hospitality is that you, not only do you provide for the physical need, you also show a love at the same time. You, it's showing love and acceptance of this. Um, let, let me actually just jump into a passage that, um, that helps us do this. It's from 1 Peter, um, chapter 4, verses 8 to 10. It says this, Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. See, this whole um, concept of, of biblical hospitality is not just about providing for the needs of others, not just providing food, sustenance, shelter, you know, um, safety, but it's actually loving the person that you are providing that to. It actually goes deeper. It's actually about your heart position there instead of just providing. Let, let, me, let me delve into it. Your hospitality was the important aspect um, back in that time. You know, if you were travelling, um, there wasn't necessarily uh, uh, places that you would go that we would think as hotels or motels and places that you would just drop in and, um, and, and pay money and go and, you know, stay at the place. It was, it was more at that time that you would come along and people would open their homes to the traveller. And if they're an important person, if they were, if they were um, a, like a, a prophet or a preacher or, you know, somebody that had a message, you would actually seek to bring that person into your home because that was part of the privilege of being one of the, uh, the people that would bring somebody of importance into the home and you would open your home as being the hospitable person to the, this traveller and they would share the news of the world, 
around. They would share that with them. And so this, this whole concept of opening your home, opening up to others to, to sit down and, and provide food, sustenance, shelter, care, and to listen, to have a conversation, is, is really ingrained and in, in, in part of what it is. How many people love to go out for dinner with friends? It's a few people. Do you sit there and go, huh, and just look one another and not say a word? Generally what happens when you, you sit down and eat with friends, a family's different, you know? <laughs> Teenagers are different, you know? Um, or or if, if you've been married for how many ever years and you sit down at your meal and you're going, well, I'm just happy to be here together. But, you know, the, the reality is if, you talk, if you're out, out with dinner with friends that, you know, you actually will, will have conversations. This whole thing about... Um, of listening and eating, they actually come together. You know, one wonderful way to listen to somebody is to actually share a meal together or share food together or go out with, for coffee or whatever it might be, tea or whatever it might be, to actually go and have that. So if we, if we go back to Matthew, this simple act of opening up his home that he had. So Jesus called him and said, come and follow me. I want you to you know, come and be a disciple of mine. And so what Jesus, Matthew responds and goes, I want to share this. So he's actually seen me, invited me in, noticed me, knew my name, invited me. And he goes, I want to open my home. I want to share a meal. Not only with, his, with Jesus and the disciples, but people that were a part of his circle. So Matthew there is, is, is showing that principle of hospitality. He's showing that principle of hospitality. But the Pharisees here, what do the Pharisees do? They, 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 they go, you know, they grumble and complain that how could Jesus go and eat with somebody who's a sinner? How could he end up, you know... You, you, you go to people who are reputable, not disreputable. But what does Jesus do? You know, and, and we actually need to be you know, faithful here to the passage. The, the Pharisees are not the, um, the good people that Jesus are referring to. They're not the healthy ones that Jesus is referring to. We often might want to equate that when Jesus says that you know, people who are sick go to doctors, not the healthy ones. It's not the Pharisees that are healthy here. But he's actually saying that what, what the Pharisees need to do is actually learn what it means to, to offer mercy, not necessarily a sacrifice, to, to actually take that principle of biblical hospitality and show love and care. So instead of isolating and cutting people off, opening up that the love of God may be present in people's lives. There, there, there is this amazing power that, that we have when we share a, me, a meal with people and we listen to them. You know, Annette and I, um, we, we've shared a meal with many of the members here at church. Um, and we've gotten to know you so much more fully. And I hope that you've actually gotten to know um, both myself and Annette a little bit more through that just simple act of, of sharing a meal. Um, let, me, let me just share you a, a story from my childhood and, and the power of eating uh, with our neighbours. 
when I was growing up, um, I, I lived in a, a cul-de-sac. Um, and, and it was only a short cul-de-sac. You know, as they are little blips in streets, you know. Um, and, and a couple of times a year, what we would do, um, the, our neighbours, we would have a street barbecue out on the front lawn of, of a, one of the houses. And, you know, all the families would come out and we'd share the time together. We'd, we'd, we'd cook and we'd, we'd chat, we'd eat, the kids would play. It was a, it was a wonderful time, but there was... There was uh, one neighbour that never participated. I don't know, we, why, why do we have that, you know? We, we've, got, we, we've always got a neighbour that never participates. And, and the thing was that we never got to know them. We never got to understand them. We never got to meet them. They, they did actually come for it in different culture and over the years of invitation and time, and eventually they came and they joined in. And we actually got to know them through that simple act of invitation, through that simple act of sharing together, through that simple act of actually sharing a meal through the street barbecue together. As a powerful, we actually got to, you know, uh, break bread together um, and break down the barrier through the power of just eating together. Um, I, I know that Pittwater Uniting Church already has got the, the, the idea of eating together as an as in- integral part of what we do. Um, you know, we, we've got uh, life groups that, that share food together. We've got uh, the men and women's ministries that often will have um, food that is part of what's going on. Um, we've got night church that, you know, has food that is part of what goes on there. So if you ever want to have a meal um, together with other brothers and sisters in Christ, come to the evening worship. There's always food there, mission meal. Um, but, you know, I, I also want to say... Um, when Annette and I first arrived, our first weekend here, Paul and Amy invited us over to their place for a meal, for a barbecue, um, with some of the families um, here at church. And that was such a blessing. To, you know, we turn up and what happens? We're invited to eat, to talk, to listen, to be part of community. This power of eating, of sharing a meal together, of, of having you know, that time together is so powerful and important. And so the, the principles that we have of how do we change, how do we love our neighbours, how do we change our simple behaviours, what I'd love you to do is, is jot down how many meals you have over a week. How many people kind of eat breakfast? Yeah, we've got, we got breakfast. How many people eat lunch? Okay, so that's, that's at least, uh, we've got one, two meals so far. How many people eat dinner? So that's three meals. How, how many people have, you know, morning tea? Morning, morning tea, there's a, there's a, so you might have four meals, five meals, so, you know, maybe you've got afternoon tea. You, you've got five opportunities in a day. Okay, so we've got supper after dinner, so we, I was just not going to go there, but there you go, supper after dinner. Um, you've got six, well, some of us have six opportunities <laughs> to share a meal, share together with people around us. And you've got that seven times a week. The power of opening up, of sharing, and it doesn't have to be that you are the one that always hosts. There's power in accepting an invitation to go and eat with somebody else. 
there's, there's an important power in that. And, and so what I want us to do is as we're wanting to actually bless the world around us, to be a blessing to the world around us, to love our neighbour as ourselves, we're going to start by praying for our neighbours by name. There is power in prayer. Then we're going to actually take the opportunity to listen to what our neighbours have to say, to actually listen to them and, and honour them and, and, and want to get to know them. And we do that by sharing a meal together with them. So these are not earth-shattering, life-changing, but they are simple, everyday ways that we can make a difference. We just have to be willing to commit to do that. We have to be willing to put that into practice in our lives, to be able to share and offer that hospitality. And I, I pray that we will move to become much more of a biblical hospitality, a church that has that. As we want to provide for those around us, but we want to actually do it by showing love, not because they, we've been told to do it, but because it's actually something that wells out of us. So let's just pray together. Let's just pray that we may be blessed and be a blessing to the world around us. A gracious, loving God, we give you thanks that you challenge us each, each week. You challenge us with your word that we may do more than just sit here and absorb it. That it may become real and practical in our lives. Lord, that doesn't have to be big or powerful. It can just be simple. So, Lord, today I pray that as, as Matthew, we heard today, as Matthew opened his home to, to Jesus, his disciples, and to his relational networks around him, fellow tax collectors, Lord, may we do the same. May we be willing to open our home to those around us. May we be willing to share a meal with those that we are praying for. May we be willing to offer hospitality in your name. We just pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen.